Hello and welcome to the Go Anteater podcast. I am your host, Russell Jenkins, and today we have a guest, and it's Trent Kachurka. Um, I want to thank you for being here today and being a part of the episode today, and I wanted to open it up and just ask generally, what gets you up in the morning to come to work for ABC each day? Well, first off, thank you for having me. Um, you know, it's an honor to, to work here and to uh, be a part of the ABC family. Uh, and that's really what gets me up every day is the ABC family, whether it's our technicians, um, our staff, and our customers. Uh, they're all part of the ABC family and doing everything I can do to take care of them um, any way I can and to help our business grow and to help them grow professionally and personally. Um, that's what I live for every day. I hear you. I can relate to that for sure. That's yeah. what gets me up each day too. <laughs> Um, well, with that, let's go ahead and have some fun with it. So, uh, open it up. What's some fun, gross, cool, interesting stories that you had from the field? Yeah, so a lot of my history here at ABC um, has been in commercial. A um, lot of interesting, different things you can see in commercial, um, whether it's roaches, rodents, stored product pests. We see a lot of things. Um, we, we had the privilege a few years ago of doing a uh, fumigation on a food manufacturing facility um, to take care of a rodent problem. Um, that was a, the only time we've ever done a full uh, large building fumigation like that. And, um, and it was for rodents, like I said, and, and it helped take care of their problem. And uh, to get that experience to do that, uh, we had a quite a few people out there. We had, I believe, over 20, maybe almost 30 people out there oh, wow. preparing. We had to uh, seal off all of the doors, all of the vents, make sure none of the fumigation would leak. Um, and then, you know, put the put the gas inside and, and take care of the problem. So um, that was one of the coolest things I've ever done here. Um, I wish we could do more, but, you know, fumigations are, are don't come around very often, especially on the uh, the commodity side mm -hmm. um you know you get closer to the coast um like in in the gulf coast area in florida they, they do a lot of structural fumigations um where they'll fumigate for termites um i know in some 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 businesses do uh, fumigations for bed bugs as well um but you know as far as uh, commodity goes with the food manufacturing uh and production it, it's it's hard to come back because they have to shut down the facility for multiple mm -hmm. days especially if it's not if it's rodents it's really a one day job if it's a store product pest um like an indian meal moth or uh, a beetle you're looking at multiple day uh shutdown which is hard for them to do but you know if the, the problem's bad enough they'll do it mm -hmm. um but as far as roaches go um i've serviced apartments before where um you know roaches were crawling on the ceilings in the living room it was so bad they didn't have anywhere to hide in the the kitchen anymore um so you would walk into one of those places and uh, you could definitely smell <laughs> smell them right away unfortunately oh, yeah. um, you know dirty dishes in the sink a uh, lot of conducive conditions which is um, with any pest issue that's major pest issue that's that's usually the number one factor is the conducive conditions and um, I know customers sometimes especially on the commercial side get tired of us talking about the conducive conditions uh, but at the end of the day I mean if you have a severe problem, you're, you're probably going to have some major conducive conditions to attract the pests and then also, um, you know, harbor them and feed them and stuff like that. Um, but 
with the apartment scenarios and I've been in multiple different types of apartments um, where that would have the, uh, the road, the roach issue. Um, and you know, one apartment would be filthy, dirty roaches everywhere. And then the next apartment would be, you know, very clean. Um, the person kept it up. Um, unfortunately when we treat sometimes it does push the roaches into the Mm -hmm. wall and they'll, they'll travel to the other, um, the other unit. So, you know, we do have to keep an eye on all units around, uh, the unit that we're treating to make sure that, um, if we're pushing them, that we're able to kind of stop them in their tracks there. Same thing with bed bugs, um, you know, and in apartments and hotels, bed bugs, uh, can be pushed, uh, kind of in further into the walls and then potentially into the other, uh, unit. So you just have to be careful with that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I mean, Heck, whenever uh, we used to do heat treatments for bed bug, and um, I was doing some at uh, one of just one of an apartment complex, and we took care of one unit, and then I think it was like two or three days later, we got a call from the unit next to them and the unit yeah. above them saying they needed a heat treatment. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, the with the with the roaches um kind of in a restaurant environment i've seen them in in drop ceilings to Mm -hmm. where again it's so it's so full down below in the kitchen area that they're now uh migrating to the drop ceilings and you know you know it's really tough to get a handle on those issues if you don't have the customer support right it is a teamwork effort especially when it's that bad um, they have to take care of their conditions and work mm-hmm. with us, and we got to be able to communicate to them exactly what the expectations are and kind of the way ahead, the game plan, basically. You know, what's the game plan? What's the path we're going to follow? How long should it take? As the professionals, we should be able to provide that to them, um, and we do. <clears throat> excuse me. And um, and if they're a willing. Uh, <laughs> person to cooperate with us which in most cases they are they they get to a point where they are in very few cases are they not willing but um then we usually find the way ahead and 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 resolve that that issue Um, but i I have been in restaurants where underneath the the cook um station underneath the grill um you know there's a pile of of food debris inches thick and roaches are just crawling crawling all through that and um, it's tough because <clears throat> you can't really bait for roaches in that scenario because they have another food source that they like. Um, so, you know, again, cleaning that up, getting that other food source out, getting that because they're able to hide in that as well. Getting that out of there as well helps, helps quite a bit. Oh yeah. Part of pest control is a true partnership between customer and, and the company. And it, it goes a long way when they actually listen, pay attention. Mm-hmm. And when you put the conducive conditions, if they do something about it, it's miraculous. You start yeah. seeing things go away a lot faster. Yeah, definitely. As far as rodents go, um, you know, don't really want to scare people away from, <laughs> you know, ever going out to eat or ever going outside of their house. But uh, rodents are everywhere, unfortunately. The, the main main rodent we deal with um in pest management here in dfw is the roof rat mm-hmm. um they are they're very smart <laughs> but uh they like to be up high and you know some of the craziest things i've seen in restaurants is um you know just where the droppings are just all over the cook table because they're up in the in the drop ceiling and there's holes in the drop ceiling sometimes and you know restaurants just not keep in there Mm-hmm. Their work area is clean and, and all that, um, but you know, 
with mice. I've seen mice before. Um, tunnel in um, styrofoam underneath the um, the racks at a, mm-hmm. at a at a grocery store. Um, and the grocery store had had us pull help pull all of the styrofoam out from underneath because it was basically just a a, uh, um, a home for the for the mice that were were able to move in and, and create their tunnels and create their homes within the uh, the styrofoam. Um, so you know we've got to keep an eye on those things. You got to think outside the box a lot. Again, with with pest management, a lot of it is thinking outside the box, being able to critically think about the situation and figure out where they're they're hiding and what they're using to their advantage. Um, but you know, again with the, with the grocery stores. Um, I've seen store product pest, uh, mm-hmm. meal, uh, Indian meal moth specifically inside um, the bulk uh, containers of nuts. A lot of grocery stores have that now where you can take your own bag and go over there and get as much or as little as you want. But, you know, I would, I would definitely recommend that you, you look inside the container, make sure you don't see any little, <laughs> little uh, you know, caterpillars going around or webbing from Indian meal moth. Um, because uh, I, I personally don't want to eat that. So, but oh, yeah. uh, but you know that, that's one of those things where you know items have to shelf life. They're supposed to switch those things out. They're supposed to be watching those things. But as the professional in the pest management industry, it's we've got to be. That. It's not always that way. As a professional, <laughs> we've also got to keep our eyes open too. And 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 uh, it's part of our inspection uh, for our regular services out there is to uh, make sure that we are communicating that to them. Absolutely. Well, and everyone tuning in, you get a little tidbit when you go to the store. If you're looking in those, make sure you pay attention. And also, if you know anyone that's in the pest industry and they say, hey, we should just keep on moving, just trust them. They they probably have a reason for that. For me, there was one time that my, Mary Margaret and I were actually going to lunch and we sat down, they sat us right by the kitchen and I open the menu and I closed the menu and she looked at me and I was like we're not eating here today (laughs) and she was like well why I'm really hungry this sounded really good today I was like we're not eating here today and she just kept going she kept asking why just tell me why and I was like I'm not gonna tell you here just trust me we're not eating here today we finally get outside we walk she's like okay what was wrong I was like I could instantly smell roaches the second we sat down and I was like, and if you can smell them and you're that close, mm-hmm. I promise you it's a bad infestation. I was Absolutely. like, we're not staying here. I was like, just trust me. I've, I've been in the pest industry enough to be able to know that the smell and the caution and the signs just, just so that way, if you're tuning in, if someone in the industry goes, we're not staying here. Just say yes and keep going. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of places I still eat at, but there are a few that I, I don't, I don't eat at anymore. Some of For it sure. might be a pest thing. Some of it might be a, a I've been in there too many times in the kitchen. Uh, it's not a pest thing. It might be a cleanliness thing, but yeah, there's different places like that. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Well, I want to thank you for being in the podcast today. We'd love to have you come back and share some more stories and do another episode at some point. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening, tuning in, watching. Please like, comment, and subscribe. Um, And share, please, so that way other people could come across our podcast. Uh, Thank you again, Trent, for being here today. Really appreciate it, man. Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. Have a wonderful rest of the day.